You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to A Day With Trey. As you can see, my girl is not here this week, and I'll be filling in. Hope my girl's doing good. Um, in the meantime, I'm just so happy to be here with y'all. I hope y'all had a blessed weekend. But to give us some updates, I got my guy here. Oh, what's up, O? Deontay. What's up, brother? Hey, man, that, that host chair is looking good you on know, you, brother. You know, it feels comfortable, but this is fit for a queen, so I'm just temporarily sitting here until the queen gets back. So uh, okay. <laughs> well, well, one I, queen is sitting I, here temporarily. I was, I was about to say, oh, okay, I see. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, man. You know, it's it's Monday here and the sun is still shining a little yeah. bit. Weather's still good. Man, it was a real busy weekend. You know, the this weekend, the <clears throat> the biggest news though for sure for everybody in this city, for most part, and a lot of people who view Converge is the West Seattle Bridge reopened. It's reopened there. You know, big shout out to everybody over there, S dot, you know what I'm saying? Right. Over nine hundred days, but they, <laughs> they got it done. We got a link there in the comments for S dot's blog for people who have like more detailed questions about it. But man, you know, like I said, over 900 days, Deontay. And I think as far as the Converge family goes, the happiest person is Brian Callanan. Yes, I heard. Yeah, <laughs> Brian lives in West Seattle, mm-hmm. man. But people, they're over there celebrating West Seattle like the Berlin Wall fell or something. They're right. like, yes, we're connected. It, it is real. It is real. People have been waiting for so long. And I just, I'm, I have homegirl Kayla, shout out to Kay, who's probably just so excited to be able to see everybody get back out here to everybody. Yeah, so. no, it's, it's good for it to be uh, connected. I know that um, two months ago I was out there for for three days West Seattle going back and forth and it was wow. like yeah I ain't gonna lie I, I got some tickets doing the low bridge yeah <laughs> now, now now that like you know it's all good you know I had to take that low bridge a few times uh, but you know that that's really big and then in community I mean, we're gonna spotlight it tomorrow. But, uh, man, it was real active, you know, late last last week on Friday was the grand opening of the William Gross Center for, for Innovation right there on 23rd and Yesler. That's an Africa Town Community Land Trust project there. And it's basically going to be a technology and innovation where it is a technology and innovation hub for our young people as Africa Town tries to make a, basically a technology corridor right there along 23rd Avenue. And see, that's amazing. I think that one of the things about Africa Town forever evolving, but forever knowing that community we need to we what did i say pay the fee <laughs> pay the fee pay the fee pay the fee, <laughs> pay the fee. <laughs> shout yeah. out to rail be free yeah <laughs> yeah there it is for sure so we got a lot of photos and all that and we'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow as well as art moi oh yeah you know auntie and them yeah auntie and them did they thing you know what i'm saying a black art space right there yes. uh, again on union we talk about the renaissance on union and the the reunion on union of, of black business and black culture, black art right there. Have, have you gone by yet? I have not gone by. I was Corinda. I'm sorry. She texted me this weekend oh, ago, but shout out to Vivian Phillips. Yeah, Countlessly, so relentless in this community and has always wanted to continue to push arts in this community. Come on, man. Auntie Viv. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's why I said Auntie up there doing her thing. Uh, and then Wana Wari, Wana Wari, you know what I'm saying? They showed up big for the block. You know what I'm saying? No gentrifiers loud. Walk yeah. the block. 
Oh, uh, that song was amazing. Yes, same neighborhood right there, the Central District. It was man, this was a big weekend for the Central District. And a lot of times when we're covering stuff, it's you know, it's a celebration or or a one-time event. And those are important too. It might be a one-time pop-up or you know, once a year we do the Black Community Festival. But when we're talking about these things this weekend, these are things that are going and going to sustain in our neighborhood and our community for years to come. Right. I'm 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 so mad that I was I was missed I missed it, but at the same time, it's, I mean, the best I, thing is so that's the best thing. That's the right. whole point. Though, it's gonna be there. It's not a right. one-time thing. Like oh, I missed the Black Community Fest or the Moja Fest this year. I'll have to catch it next year. It's okay if you ain't make none of the grand openings, because guess what? Art Noir ain't going nowhere. Wanawari right. ain't going nowhere, and William Gross Center ain't going nowhere. And so I'm sure all three will be more than happy to see you. We'll see if we can send a camera with you. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm ready to go. So. All right. <laughs> Speaking of ready to go, man, uh, you know, last week was was really big for us with the um, the release of Finding Go, and Finding Go is out there right now. That's the film we've been talking to you guys about. Curtis will put the link there in the comments. Encourage you to please, you know, take 32 minutes out your life and, and you know, to watch this great story and to support our efforts here at Converge. Make sure you like, share, share and subscribe. Comment, you know, subscribe. We we need all of that, man. Um, I watched that. Now you say you need thirty, take thirty-two minutes out of your time, but I had to take forty because the other, the the last, the the last eight minutes for me was just reflecting oh, on yeah. how hard everyone on, on on this Emmy award-winning team works. Right, y'all put in some work. What was that like? I have to now. I got to turn this into an interview. What was that like to bring it, bring it on back home? Bring well, it back. It's, to- it's dope because see, the last time I talked about, it, I was with Trey Holiday, man, and 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 Mr. Director Curtis to tell you that it was an emotional discussion. You know, I was I had tears in my eyes when we talked about really this process that we went into with Finding Go, um, the how understanding Ade Hoag's story changed all of us. Me, uh, Takia, Brady, Ike, Omi, mm-hmm. Francisco. You know, everybody who was involved, involved in this film. And, you know, it was it was a real powerful experience on Thursday. The uh, ABIA, which is the um, basically the the black employees out there at Alaska Airlines, the air group, um, black employees, um, advocates and allies. Yeah. They invited us out there to their headquarters for a screening of Finding Go and a little context of that is, you know, Finding Goes, the the story of Ade Hoag. And Ade Hoag was one of the, they said one of the, the greatest hand letterers, who's graphic designer of his generation. And he did the letter design on our commitment, the our commitment aircraft uh, out there that Alaska Airlines has, the black, the paint, uh, plain painted black with black faces in partnership with the United Negro College Fund. And Abia also played a big role in, in making that plane a reality. And so they invited us out there to to screen the film. And, you know, you, you we'll get to the pictures here in a minute. Yeah. But you were there. I was there and it felt yeah. it was empowering just to watch let alone meet a lot of the the pilots and see how diverse and inclusive Alaska Airlines is. I'm gonna look in the camera. Not very many airlines are inclusive, but I, I just appreciate I appreciate it just being there amongst everyone. And shout out to Jules, because that was my first time actually meeting yeah, her in person. You got, you got to bump in everybody. So what I got right here to share with everybody is um this is about three and a half minutes. Okay. Uh, Alaska Airlines actually featured twice in in the film. Well, that the airline, the people uh, in the film, 
But this part right here talks about Ade's work on our commitment aircraft. Let's look at that. Before I even knew what the project was with Alaska Airlines, I was just like, yo, dude, you're designing a plane. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if there's a hierarchy of like artists accomplishments, but I feel like designing a plane is up there. I have to start by saying I've been here 17 years and these 17 years we've had a lot of great moments at Alaska Airlines, but um, I think I'm gonna put this near the top. You know, I remember when it happened, I was like, I didn't even know you could design the size of an airplane. Like I didn't know there was a thing you could uh, achieve in life. And it clearly he impacted a lot of people to get there and even afterwards. Well, we unleash the creativity of our people, our employees, and our wonderful marketing team that's here. And we said, go create something that will always be a symbol of our commitment and what we're all about in Alaska and our values that will be with us for at least 10 years. And this is what they came up with. This is not just something that we're doing as a response to what's happening in the world, but this is truly who we are at Alaska. He took inspiration from civil rights protest posters from the late 1960s to inform how he created the shapes of these letters. The way the letters look when they're all put together into a design impacts how you feel about that design. Him being able to translate what our employees were feeling and asking our organization for and what our leaders felt like we wanted to communicate to our employees and to the people who fly, beautifully seamless with uh, the silhouettes on the side, really speaks to his dedication and his talent. It was so exciting just to see the people smile, they, the awe factor that they had with it. It's committed to let everybody be somebody. UNCF and Alaska have had a partnership for so long as well, for 15 years. It's a very important relationship. I think this really showcases it. We are serious about this commitment and this aircraft is a representation. This, what I call, is a flying billboard of hope. This is a gift that he gave away to thousands of people every day who get to experience this plane as it flies across the country. Every time that plane goes across the sky, my son continues to live. He lives. Seeing a plane that is one painted black but also has black faces painted on it uh, is something that's crazy. It's striking. It looks totally different than every other plane you see on the tarmac. So uh, I'm not even sure what it means yet. And I don't think I'm going to fully grasp it or understand it until I see it in the sky. It's magnificent. It's historic. It's going to be long standing. We want to do better. We want to move forward in the future, making sure that we are giving the same opportunities to people who look like us. There's one foot in and there's one foot out, but they don't want to put both feet in. They say, we want to do this. We don't know how, or we want to do this, but this is not a but. This is, we want to do this and we did it. And now we're moving forward. Yeah, no, you know, that that plane still now, you know what I'm saying? It's such a statement. It's a statement. Um, I talked about last time I was here with Triana, with me and Brady, we, had, we were filming down in North Carolina and we got there to the airport in Raleigh and 
our commitment was there. I'm telling you, we were little kids. It was like, oh man, it's our commitment. Uh, and so uh, the ABIA and Alaska Airlines, like I said, were gracious enough, invite us out there to the headquarters. So we, we did the, the screening there. A real like um, powerful moment, you know, and as you just never know how your work is going to be received right. by but people. But yeah. Even watching the pilots, the staff at Alaska, not a dry eye in the house. Oh, yeah. No, it was you an know? emotional moment. We, we, have, we have some photos up here. Curtis, we put them up. Um, this right here. So there you are. This right here. This was the in, in what they call the hub out there. And, you know, everybody just kind of kind of getting together and watching the film and then having a discussion. There's DeMarco there. He's one of the founders of, of ABIA. Uh, young people in the room, uh, Abraham right there. Um, he's also on the plane. You see that there goes the crew. Yeah. Uh, you know, up in there. Ah, there you are, Deontay. Sitting there next to Brady. Um, it was it was just a real powerful experience altogether. You know what I'm saying? And you, you mentioned one of the pilots that, that spoke. Uh, that's Sarah, Sarah Kimick. Uh, Sarah's also in the in the film um, when she talked about the flying yeah. billboard of hope and and some of everything else. And then uh, some discussion. It's the the last picture here. And oh yeah, we did. We're able to you know acknowledge everybody who took yeah. part. Of course, there's Basa Gordon, and then the queens of Abia met the queens of Converge. Converge. That was you amazing. That was an amazing picture. We need. Well, we actually already had that posted, right? Yeah, no. So that, right. that, that, that was that was up there on our on our IG. It was a real a, a good moment for us as well because you know although we've been doing stuff with Alaska Airlines, the, the the actual number of people that we've interacted with with the airline has been relatively small. And, you know, the Queens, when we went to Belize last year, that whole trip was centered around the Queens of Converge, the trip from Seattle to Belize City on the inaugural flight and everything else. So the Queens really enjoyed being out there as well. Yeah. So so do we have any more showings of Finding Go or where can people? Look yeah. At so, I mean, I, we, we want to encourage people to to visit. Um, the YouTube link and you can visit there. And also you'll find a link in there to the Ade Hogue Memorial Scholarship Fund. Um, you know, we, we put this film together. This was our gift along with uh, Alaska Airlines to the Hogue family to, to support the Ade Hogue Scholarship Fund and uh, um, Ade Hogue Foundation. And also acknowledge, you know, Alaska Airlines kicked off the scholarship fund with a $10,000 donation oh, wow. when, they, when they launched the fund. And they just crossed the threshold. They needed to raise 25000 for it to be an endowed scholarship. And so they just passed that threshold uh, a few days ago. But still want to encourage people to give because it's going to allow them to, of, of course, the scholarship fund is there, but it's going to allow the foundation to do more things around arts and young people there in Charlotte. Well, that's amazing. And oh, I just want to thank you and shout out to the Hogue family as well. Thank you for coming to give us the news today. Yeah, no, it's, it's all good. It's all good. And I know you, I know you got a guess. Wait, ooh, look, I'm right on time. Well, you're right on hell time. I, See? Uh, hell I, I'll, I'll come back at the end of the show. We'll yeah. talk about upcoming events. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We will be back with a day with Trey. I almost said we live in color. We'll be back with a day with Trey in just a minute. Baseball is a beautiful game, especially when played in community. 
Earlier this summer, Baseball Beyond Borders took a powerful, eye-opening journey through the heart of the South, which included baseball, civil rights, and reconciliation. Our Young Kings hosted a baseball clinic at Jackson State University in Jackson, Mississippi, and hit the road to Montgomery, Alabama, by way of the historic Edmund Pettus Bridge, to visit the Equal Justice Initiative Museum and Memorial all in an effort to ground our kings in their history and find serenity in the sport they love to preserve the cultural legacy. Join Baseball Beyond Borders on September 27th for the premiere of our film, Reconciliation Tour, at T-Mobile Park's Alice Pavilion from 3 to 5 p.m. Hear from those on the front line as well as special guests as we elevate our promise to bring healing through play. For tickets or to donate, visit BaseballBeyond.org or check our social media platforms. Welcome back with The Day with Trey. When we talk about community activism work, this next guest is amazing. Um, I have the privilege of sharing space with them, a part of Vocal Washington, which is Voices of Community Activists and Leaders. Um, and I wanted to talk more in the areas of advocacy, because I think that one of the conversations that we don't have enough conversations about is advocacy for people living with HIV as well as substance use. Vocal has been doing an amazing job for that. And this person has been doing this for years. And it's time to share his story and share how we can do better work with act, being more active in our community. Welcome, Tony Radovich. Hey, Good Tony. Good morning, Deontay. Hello, Converge. I, <laughs> I, I am well. I think I already shared with you about my reluctance and anxiety associated with being on any sort of social media platform. Well, we love you, and we res yeah. we, res we, we are just happy that you're on this platform, right? Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Yes. So, Tony, can you tell us a little bit about like what you do in community? I know you you are with Vocal, uh, but but mm -hmm. as in like when we look at HIV in our community right now, right? People are kind of have this. We're still dealing with stigma surrounding it, right? How was it in? in how has it been in the past, and have we gotten any better in that? Um. Well. Oh. Well, the answer to the last question is no, we haven't gotten any better at it. I, I, I think there's always work to do in community in regards to our sense of purpose or what we do as individuals, but what we do as collectively, right? In regards to um, stigma reduction in this case. Um, I've been working within the HIV community for a number of years, decades really, and, and I think that um, how I show up in various communities in, is important in regards to the work that I do, right? Like you highlighted substance use disorder. And I think one of the things that are uh, sort of telling in regards to where we are right now is that substance use and overdose is the fourth leading cause of death for people living with HIV in Washington wow. State, right? So, so in regards to that, the continuing or the continuance of work, um, you know, that's my sense of purpose. And just vocal is a representation of those intersections. And, yes. and that's why I do the work that I do. And we appreciate you doing this for decades. What what got you started in this work, right? What is your why? Um, 
Oh, oh. Anger, anger, mostly around <laughs> anger is around like finding a way to utilize my anger in and for change, um, yes. not a, for communities and, and the impact that HIV has had um, associated with that. And, and, and I think that the, the best way to do that is by telling our stories, which has a yeah. direct impact in regards to stigma reduction. That's real. That, that is, that is so real. I think that, um, you know, while we're having this conversation, we, I, I couldn't get the clip quick enough, but you know, there was an article that came out where Nordstrom's right. Um, exposed the young man's, well, well the prosecuting, prosecutor's office in, in, in a news entity exposed the man's status. Um, I guess there was an a, assault that happened where items were getting stolen, but throughout that space, he bit allegedly bit someone, which they revealed his status um, through the media outlet. And I, I, I felt a way about that. You know, how did that make you feel? I mean, I, I could put, I'll put the link in the chat a little later, but I mean, for me, it just, it took me aback. I just didn't think anybody should be exposed of their status. How do you feel? Well, 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 honestly, my first reaction was outrage. I mean, there's, uh, there's different ways that stigma affects community. Right. And, and I think that my own personal experience with how I internalized finding out that I was HIV positive was my story. Right. And, and, but then how do I, uh, uh, um, claim that or reclaim that and then start using it as a reason or a sense of purpose in regards to the work that I do and how I show up in communities, I think is really important. I think that once somebody else tells another person's story, um, that changes everything. And, mm -hmm. and, um, and I think that much of that experience in regards to hearing it was like, oh my God, this is like 1987 all over again, where um, fear is being utilized in regards to tell a, telling a story. And it doesn't encapsulate where we are now in regards to how we treat HIV. And, and I just thought it was a missed opportunity Absolutely. To doing that, so. Right. I thought, and, and and I know I'm interviewing you, but it also comes from opinion. I think it was a missed opportunity in both the prosecuting prosecutor's office yeah. as well as as well as messaging, right, through the through through certain outlets, right? Yeah. I think it's well, I well, and and I think the reality is is that it's an election year coming up and all of the prosecuting attorneys in all the major counties in every county in Washington state are up for re-election. So it isn't surprising that this is being utilized in regards to elevating yet again, um, othering people or, or, you know, utilizing that to frame a story to make sort of talking points. So, right. Which is unfair, but they, it leads that question to the prosecuting attorneys that are running out here, especially in King County, which I believe is, uh, Mangan and Farrell, I believe it's like, what are like, I, I can't wait to be able to ask them what was, what, what, how would they navigate this situation? Cause I don't think that, I think that, 
knowing that you're revealing someone's status and the stigmas and what CDC reported that there are rare cases of people getting bit that, that have received it, that have gotten HIV through a, a bite, right? There hasn't been very many cases of that, if any. Right. Well, well, I think that in regards to stigma reduction as communities, we have a lot of work to do and, and it needs to be sustained. And, and I talk a lot about that specific issue because of the role that Department of Health and our local public health, Seattle King County and various departments like uh, behavioral health and recovery division. I mean, there's stigma associated with substance use. There's stigma associated with our unhoused neighbors. And I think that there's an opportunity in regards to educating people. And I think, again, to my point that um, we get to know one another when we share stories of, about one another and, and how we live our lives and what's going on in our lives. And I think that, you know, that speaks to the possibilities around those issues. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, how how often and and I know I know this, but how often does vocal meet? Um, not enough. <laughs> okay. but, but, but no, no, we we meet once a month. And what I appreciate appreciate about vocal is that it's membership driven, right? So we all get together and we talk about issues that impact our communities, and then we talk about strategies or talk about how we can utilize our voices or our stories to affect change. And, and I think that's one of the things that has, you know, and is rooted in historical groups affecting change in a multitude of communities, right? Like ACT UP or Black Lives Matter. And I think that it, you know, it's an it's a necessity in regards to the times that we live in. Right. Absolutely. Well, I do want to thank you for being a guest um, here. Um, I appreciate the work that you have done over the decades, as you say. But over the past couple of years, I've just watched you just anchor a lot of things um, for our community. And I appreciate. Go ahead. Yeah. I I want to, I, this would be a missed opportunity if I didn't congratulate all of Converge in regards to your award this year. I cannot tell you how excited I am for all of you and look forward to the coming years and everything that you put together. I think it's such an essential component in regards to communities and, and connecting communities with one another. So thank you for the work that all of you do. Oh, thank you. Oh, it's over there smiling and waving. He says, thank you. We appreciate you. We appreciate you so much. Uh, we'll put more information about Vocal, Vocal Wah in the chat for you to check, for people to check out. We will be right back up with the day with Trey. And we're back with the day with Trey. I got O back. Did you hear Tony just thanking us on our Emmy? All the decades of work that he's done, but I just appreciated that acknowledgement. No, I mean, that's, that's real. And, um, yeah, I mean, the work that the vocal does and all the people who are in the advocacy space around, um, you know, our brothers and sisters that are living with, with HIV AIDS and, you know, might be facing other challenges in life. Man, it's important. It's important. Organizations like vocal and so many others are important because oftentimes we 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 as a people are stingy with our humanity based upon stigmas.
we're stingy with it. We like to generally say like, oh, our humanity is, is, is there, but our humanity oftentimes in the Emerald City and beyond is a la carte. And, you know, we have a certain kind of, of humanity that we extend to maybe someone who might have cancer or might be struggling with COVID. And then we take that humanity back for someone who might be living with HIV AIDS, or we take that humanity back when we're dealing with somebody who might be battling substance abuse. And so it's important with these organizations that are out there to remind everybody, all of our brothers and sisters, that we should approach each other with an abundance of humanity and we shouldn't let stigmas of someone, their current situation, be able to blanket how we're going to proceed. Uh, the Weird at Night guys always say, attack with love. We should lead with love. Absolutely. So... <laughs> Yeah, um, I know it's a real deal issue. It's, it's, for it's real. It is so real, you know, just dealing with stigma in our community and just to know that there is there's a young man that is sitting in jail whose whose status is just exposed, who could who could be getting harassed while he's in jail due to the fact of the prosecution office throwing something at him like that or into community like that. Family didn't even know his status. That is heartbreaking. Well. I could say I'm this. Sorry. No, it's fine. I can also say this, that there's a young man who's sitting here in the Black Media Matters studio who, because has been brave enough and open enough and transparent enough and wanted to be a leader in his community, that's been very out about about status and been very out about about your life and transparency and everything else. So I just want you to know, man, that you know, your willingness to be very open about about what you're going through, what you're living through, and the challenges that you face, that's impactful, brother. I appreciate that. Oh, you're gonna make me cry up in here today. We're gonna go to talk let's talk about these announcements. <laughs> I was about to say it's, it's usually I'm the one who's crying out here. They're oh, there go big old crying I, on screen. I, I, I appreciate I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate you. What we got going on? All right. So a few things that, you know, people are seeing the, the spot playing here. Uh, Reconciliation Tour. You know, we were busy this summer and yeah. we, we shot two films, Reconciliation Tour. Where we followed Baseball Beyond Borders. Our young kings from Seattle, they went down south to Jackson, Mississippi, the heart of the south. And by the way, in July, we couldn't drink the water there. Okay. You know what oh, I'm wow. saying? Yeah. No, we, you, even to brush your teeth, they say use bottled water. So that the issue of water has been going on there for a while. But the, the young kings were there in Jackson, Mississippi, and then also Selma, Alabama, Montgomery, Alabama. We shot a film that comes out September 27th, and it's going to premiere at Ellis Pavilion at T-Mobile Park. And so, you know, we encourage people, you know, come check us out there at the park. It's free. But this is a fundraiser for Baseball Beyond Borders, so we encourage people to make a donation there on the website if you want to attend. But also something interesting here that I wanted to bring up. This is Fifth Avenue Theater, right? Yeah. Fifth Avenue Theater has done something real interesting. And we hear the term global majority. Usually it's Trey Holiday. You hear like, you know what I'm saying? It over majority, global majority. Fifth Avenue Theater has global majority night. What? Yes. Okay. Yes. For for their production. So there we go. Curtis has put that up. You can leave that up there for a second, Curtis. 
Um, so the, this is some of the productions where it's Global Majority Night, and the, the next night is September 27th with the, the Griswolds Broadway Vacation. Right? It's going to be real dope. You can see there's one for The Wiz, also for Choir Boy, Choir Boy. and everything else. Um, you can bring that down. We got the link in the comments. So sep- September 27th is um, the Griswolds Broadway Vacation. It's Global Majority Night. And I got to tell you, Deontay, is like, I'm always hella skeptical when any business or organization is basically gearing something towards black people or people of color, because the last thing that we want to be is a proxy for someone who's disingenuous with their intentions. Absolutely. You, you know what I'm saying? And and I can say that it's been about a year now because we, we were getting ready to go to Belize when I very first talked to the guys over there at the Fifth Avenue Theater. I talked to Rachel and Chris at the Fifth Avenue Theater. And these guys have definitely been totally intentional. Because, you know, it's, sometimes it's like, oh, we just want to do something for the blacks. Check yeah. a box. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we did something for the blacks. You know, they move on. They feel good in their boardroom. You know, handshake. We, we did something. Nah, man. These guys, Fifth Avenue Theater is real. Aviana was over here, yeah. you know what I'm saying, a few weeks ago. And shout out to Aviana. I yeah, mean, I'll you be, know. I'll be doing a panel for Choir Boy um, at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, Choir is, is exactly. So I think, you know, you, you get it. And so we want to encourage people, you know, you can click the link there. You can go on Global Majority Night or any night because what Aviana said is that come as you are to the theater. Don't get caught up in all this other stuff. You right. come as you are. Uh, and so I'm actually going to get on a phone call right after this and talk to them because we want to we want to do a ticket. Giveaway. We'll get you some tickets for that. Ooh, you know I, what I'm saying? No, I, listen, I, I've just seen the whiz and it just took me all the way back. So I'm ready to ease on down that road to the 50th. Oh, yeah. yeah. So no, we, well, we got a lot of great stuff lined up then, uh, for, especially for somebody like you. Um, over there in the theater, and man, I've never been to the Fifth Avenue Theater, so maybe me and you will go together. Yeah, let's go. It's a day. Oh, it's Thank a day. So okay, much. I appreciate that. I'll, <laughs> I'll roll with you. That's that's uh, that's that's no issue. So yeah, so that's updates there. You can people can find a link there to Global yeah. Majority Nights uh, in the comments. Thank you so much. Oh, and thank you so much for being. My news update, brother, this week, all this week. Yeah, this I week? got you. <laughs> if, if I could just tell everybody, so I'm I'm here in studio with you tomorrow. Yeah. And then I'll be joining you one way or another right. <laughs> for, for the rest of the week. But, man, I'm really happy that you're here. I'm really proud that you're here. And imagine the, the, the talent that's always already been there, but also how quickly you've um, grown and developed here on the set to where, you know, this is our biggest show. Trayana's show is our, this is our biggest show. And you're there in, in this seat, and it's just natural for you. So I just want to tell you, real proud of you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you and Curtis, because y'all have patience with me. Y'all don't see the behind <laughs> the scenes, but I appreciate I appreciate both of y'all. Curtis, you, you deserve all the love, brother. You put in a lot of work to all these shows, and oh, you already know. I ain't crying today. It's just Monday. Can we wait till, like, we'll Feel wait. Good Friday? We'll wait. Okay. Thank you. Uh, now, tomorrow, y'all join us. We'll be talking about housing with our brother, Cliff Cawthorn. Today you've been watching the day with Trey. I'll see y'all tomorrow. <laughs>
Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.